Hi, Coach Joe Lucas, and welcome to the Magellan Network Show. For nearly 30 years, I've been focused on helping advisors become the best, both personally and professionally. This show is dedicated to sharing with you tools, tips, strategies, distinctions, things that are working now. I'd love for you to take a moment, and if you're watching this on YouTube, click the like button and also the subscribe button so you get automatic updates. And if you happen to be listening to us on a podcast, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you leave a positive review for us. Now, with that said, let's get to today's episode. Hi, it's your coach, Joe Lucas, and welcome to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. Uh, today, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to just have a random conversation about a couple of things that have been on my mind to basically, you know, if you will, paraphrase some uh, conversation I've had. Uh, with some prospects, uh, people that are looking to engage me or my team as, uh, as their coach. And uh, with that being said, let's kind of jump into it. You know, here we are, you know, we're almost into October, believe it or not. And, um, you know, I think a lot of times in this space, now I'll be, uh, I'll be doing this for nearly 30 years pretty soon. And I've seen a lot from tech bubbles to uh, 9-11 to... 0809. I could put a pandemic now on my list right, of experiences. And I uh, hear a couple things I think are really important. I often hear how hard advisors work. You know, I got referred to a person. We had a conversation. I personally don't think it's going to go anywhere. I don't think we're a good fit. But the conversation was, hey, I've been, Joe, I've been at this for 20 years. I work really hard. I don't understand why I'm not more successful. I put the time in and you know blah 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 right and so i'm listening to and, and they're and by the way this is a great human being great person it's not a question of their character it's just that I, they don't see the world as i see the world and that's usually a cause for pause they see the world they see success in this game as a very binary situation which is the harder you work the longer you work the more money you make and uh, I'm here to tell everybody, and you may or may or may not agree with this, that's true, but it's not. And here's what I mean. It's true when you're in a certain business model. So let me give you an example. First five years, right? Some of you can remember those days, remember those days right? That's actually when there was tickets being written. You wrote tickets out and went to, you know, to do trades. And, you know, you put the time in because you had to. Because you can only make money from market open to market close. Pretty simple, right? And you left that day with what? Certainty. You knew if you were successful or not by the amount of tickets and commissions you drove that day. So for the first five years, it is about energy and effort and time. You have to learn. You have to fail. You have to take a lot of action, right? You've got to put the time in. But at year 10, 15, 20, it's not just about that. There has to be... I always call, I use the term shifts and pivots, okay? So for those of you watching the video here, you'll kind of see it, right? So let's just say we're going to, I'll keep that simple. Hey, in the first five years, we got ourselves to half a million dollars of top line revenue, which is good, right? But now you want to go to a million. Can you double your efforts from 500 to a million? Chances are 90% probability, no, you can't. You're not going to work 16 hours a day. You're not going to work nights and weekends, right? So what we talk about is shifts. So for those of you watching, I'm going to draw a horizontal line, right? So the shift is this. So what does the shift look like? Maybe we need to go get a junior advisor. Maybe we need some admin help. 
Maybe we need to take a look at our infrastructure, right? How we're doing our marketing, our branding, our biz dev, like all those things. That's what we call the shift. Once you figure out what your shift needs to be, and then we call it the pivot. So now I'm doing a vertical line, right? And so, so to get from, let's say, hey, I grew my game, I got to a half a million dollars, I'm kind of hitting the ceiling, right? I can't, I, I can't seem to break through what's going on. Well, because you can't apply more pressure. You got to change. So we get out. So we're here, right? Now we're going to shift, right? So there's a horizontal line. Now we're out from underneath our constraints. Now we're going to pivot up because we created a fresh new lane because we created a new business and a new mental model. So it's not just a business model, it's a mindset slash mental model. For the first five years, it is about time. You gotta put the time in, you gotta fail, you gotta figure this out, you gotta make yourself sustainable, right? Every year you're in this game, time becomes less relevant. Here's why. I hear it all the time. Joe, I, put, I work really hard on my business. I say, well, what does that mean? Well, man, I'm up at six o'clock, I'm in the office by 7.30, and I, lot, some nights I don't get out of here at six o'clock, and I'm lucky to take two weeks of vacation a year. I said, okay, so tell me about the last five years production-wise. Now, I'm also going to add this into the conversation. We've had, other than a little blip last March, and the last real blip was like 08, 09, we have had a sugar-high market for literally a decade. I want you to think about a decade. All conditions are temporary, right? Inevitably, we are not going to have this. And so a lot of times, and I was talking to uh, my, my tribe uh, with video the other day, and I was talking about you know, how if you measure just total assets, oh man, my assets are 30, 40 million this year. That tells me absolutely nothing about your business. Just tells me that maybe you're in the market and the market's going up and therefore it looks good, right? So good markets hide all faults, all flaws, all faults, right? So, so you don't know where your gap is, your blind spots are, if you're just looking at your numbers. Because most of the time, look, I hear, I've heard this for the last several months, record month, record month, record month, record month, which I'm happy for, don't get me wrong, it's not negative, okay? But at some point, we're not gonna be sailing the wind anymore, we're gonna be sailing into a hurricane, and you've gotta be ready for that. And that's not negative, by the way. A lot of people say, oh man, Joe, you're being negative. No, it's called preparation, right? Great entrepreneurs, great business people see down the road and they prepare for possibilities. Okay, it's not negative thinking. Okay? So if you think about it just from a time perspective, getting back to this, a little sidebar there, if you go back to you know, evolution in this business, it's really about becoming more effective and understanding who you need to become in order to pull off your game. So here's what I mean. So we'll take a scenario to a half a million, next next shift and pivot's gonna take us to a million, okay? So you ask me, well, Joe, what's in, that, what's in that shift? Like, what's the ingredients of a shift, right? Well, here's what it looks like. Number one, you. I know what the half million dollar version of you looks like. I know what you believe, what you think, what your behaviors are, what your fears are, in the half million dollar version of you. Here's the question. What does the million dollar version of you need to look like? What do they need to believe? How do they need to think? What are their habits and rituals? How do they approach their day? So on and so on. 
right? Because here's the truth. If you want to be a million dollar advisor or two million or three million or five million or 10 million, whatever the number is for you, you first have got to understand and design and agree on your new future self. The man or the woman must be there first. The production of bank account follows soon thereafter. It is not the other way around. So the shift, first part of it is going to be you. You've got to be absolutely clear and be absolutely truthful and tell yourself, the person I am today is not gonna be good enough to get me to where I wanna be tomorrow. And if you get up in the morning and you say, hey, this is just who I am, I am who I am, you can't teach old dog new tricks, guess what, you're right, and you're done. I don't care the training you go to, the designations you get, whatever else you do, the silver bullet marketing program you buy, it will be marginally better, but you will sabotage it and screw it up because you've not defined the next version of you. That is my experience. So that first part of the shift, you. Next, the people around you, to quote Benjamin Hardy, the who's in your game. So who's on the team and are the right people for the team, right? Okay, we need to look at that, that's shift number two. Shift number three, systems. How's my systems, how are my standards, client service standards, relational standards, relational capital standards, my CRM, how we flow things, client onboarding, we look at all that. Next, marketing, branding, business development. How are we getting business? What do we need to do to elevate that, right? And for those of you who are running teams, I don't care if it's a team of one, one plus, you always have to think, part of that shift, how do I elevate my people? Because you cannot grow your business without elevating your people. And I don't want to hear, because I hear this sometimes, well, John, I pay my people really good. They should just do their jobs. No, man, it doesn't work that way. You would like, we like it to, right? But they all, they need leadership. They need vision. And so I will tell you that as you go up this scale, half a million to a million, million to two, two to four, and uh, way beyond, it's not about you becoming a better advisor. A lot of people think, oh, I need a, I'm gonna go get my, my CMO, or if that's even around anymore, or CFA, or, or whatever I'm gonna do. I say, okay, it's gonna make you a better advisor. It's not gonna do jack to make you a biz better business person. It's not going to do jack to make you a better leader, which is what you need now, not more of this, right? And that's something that we've got to be very clear on that a lot of times advisors get caught up in hunting the next designation, the next set of letters to put after their name on their business card so they need an extra long business card. And I've never been able to correlate the more letters to more money. Maybe you're smarter, I'm not saying it won't make you smarter, it will, will it make you a better advisor? Yes, it will. Could you be smarter, right? It always does not translate into hard economic growth. We like to think it does, but it doesn't. So your career is a series of shifts and pivots. Now, next question. What's the optimal time to do that? Everybody's different. There's not an answer. Here's what I will tell you is a sign when you just don't feel like you can grow anymore, like you feel like you've, you're tapped out, like you're frustrated, you've been kind of hitting that, that economic ceiling, and again, with a good market, it's a bit of a sugar high, right? Think about that. 
if you're going to radically increase your results going forward in a choppy scenario. So again, not selling with the wind. You know, bear market, right? That's like, oh my God, he said the B word. He's jinxing it. No. Hey, it's inevitable, right? It just is. Everything in life is cyclical. So it's not negative. In fact, you know, my experiences are, and you know, now you're going to really think I'm crazy. Uh, the best time to go gather assets is when we have volatility. The best time to go get new clients is when we have volatility. Why? There's awareness and pain. No pain, no change. Never forget that. If you're talking to a prospect and you can't get them to move, it's because they're not enough pain to move. No pain, no change. It's, and don't think, well, I can give them a better mousetrap. That will get them. Human beings hate change. So just because you might be able to do something a little bit better or you know, it's marginally more effective, it's not always enough to get people to take it to go to uncertainty, right? Change is uncertainty. But if they feel like their world is crashing down because the markets are crashing down, yeah, they're motivated. They're motivated out of fear, but we don't care how they're motivated. The fact is they're motivated, and we can take advantage of that, right? Now, the only way you get to take advantage of that is if you're set right yourself, right? Because I saw this, by the way. I'm going to give you a very, uh, I'm not going to get into names because it's not uh, it's not appropriate or fair. But I had, in keywords, had a private client March of last year. We all remember that month, right? When things got really interesting. I literally got into a coaching Zoom, and the conversation was like this. Um, Joe, we're going to have to uh, stop our work together because I need to save every dime. So, okay. Well, okay, hey, whatever. But walk me through why. Like, like, how, like I said, look, hey, that's an interesting way to start a conversation today. Well, read me in. Talk to me, right? And for about 10 minutes... This person went into a dissertation about COVID was going to put us back in the dark ages, that we're going to be in a depression, that there are going to be bread lines, and there are going to be a bunch of homeless people, and our economy is going to crash. And this was like an emotional, like I no doubt in my mind this person believed this. Then I asked one question when he got done. So as you're talking to your clients today, what are you going to tell them? Stay in the market? Ride it out? Right? So are you lying to me, yourself, or are you going to lie to them? Because somewhere in this conversation, there's a lie or two. So which one is it going to be? That person did not have a good answer for me. Right? But this is the game. Like, our existence inside of this is to serve our clients. Now, keyword, serve, what does that mean? For baseline, you know, common, you know, stuff. We do financial planning, hopefully. We do asset allocation. We run their money in a fiduciary manner. Risk, tax planning, check the boxes. Totally fine. That's expected. But if you don't have your mind right and stuff hits the fan and you spiral and spin out and go sideways, you are useless to your clients. They might as well have a robo-advisor at that point. Because if you're going to be jumping off the ledge yourself, how are you going to stop them from doing it when you're alongside Say we got to jump? So a very interesting conversation. So obviously, we all know, you know, fast forward to Europe, you know, 16 months later, none of that happened. I'm not saying, look, 
I'm not saying it's utopian, not even not even close to it, right? But a lot of those things didn't happen. And the stuff that, quote unquote, we care about, and I'll say it that way, uh, we're look, we're not in the airline business, we're not in the cruise business, we're not in the restaurant bar business, right? We're not in the hospitality business. We're in the we're in the people and the money business. Our game marched on. All of you have had record, you probably had you a lot of you had a record year last year in the middle of a pandemic, and are continuing to have a record year this year in the second year of a pandemic. So guess what? None of that stuff happened for us. However, you always have got to be mentally preparing your clients, right? This is leadership, like getting back to what we do, right? You ask me, Joe, what do you see as a differential in advisors? Those that do okay and those that really not just do well economically, their clients are loyal, uh, they're coachable, they get it, um, they trust I say it's simple. Leadership. We're about you have to be willing to lead your clients. And that means that you have that you're willing to lead yourself. So going back to this this person, were they leading themselves inside of their own conversation? The answer is no. They were not. They took in all the media and they created a narrative in their mind about how we're going back to the dark ages. Right? Now, I don't know what happened with that person because obviously we part of company, right? Don't know if they're in the business. They around, not around. Maybe they sold everything and bought a bunker in North Dakota. I have no idea, right? But here's what I do know. All of us have a sacred oath to make sure that when the going gets tough, that we're there for our clients. And we're there in a big way. I always like to think my best work is the work I do every day inside of my game as a coach. I think back to last March. I think back to 2008, 2009. And I think back to September 12th, 2001. And I think of the work I did those days. And I'm really proud of it. You know why? I kept my clients in the game. And as a byproduct of me keeping my clients in the game, they kept their clients in the game. That to me is pretty cool. So I just want you to think about when you start looking at things, right? Time and all these things that we're looking to do, that it's really about who you are as a person is going to dictate your level of success in this business. And you have to be willing to, and look, I know some of you won't, and that's okay, I I get it. You've got to be willing to have a hard look in the mirror and be honest with yourself. Hey, I'm really good at this, and I suck at this part. And that's okay. Declaring your faults is the first thing you do if you want to change them. If you're not willing to own up to something that's not where it needs to be, it's like a client. You're talking to a client or a new potential new client. And they won't acknowledge that their portfolio has got too much risk or it's the wrong portfolio, the allocation sucks, the holdings, whatever it is. And oh no, I really love my stuff. What do you plan to do with that person? All you're gonna do is beat your head against their own wall, right? You gotta get them to raise their hand and say, you know, you're right, this isn't good enough. 
So I want you to think about that for yourself. I'm just like kind of this is just a like conversation we're having because I'm just in the mood to do one of these this way. Just random thoughts. This is the best business in America in the world to be in. It really truly is. Time, freedom, economic abundance, have meaningful impact with people, a lot of control over how you want to roll. Beautiful. You take a month off, still have business when you come back. Obviously, it's pretty pandemic resistant. We didn't know that two years ago. Now we know, right? So other than a meteorite striking the planet and taking us all out, I think it's fair to say that being a financial advisor is a good choice as a biz gig. Because it seems to be damn resilient to everything. Now, with that said, honor it. If you're not happy with your results and where you are today, and like I said, a lot of you are happy, but is it because you've evolved? Remember that shift and pivot we talked about? Is it because you evolved? Or is it because the markets are high? And therefore, my income's high. And I feel good. And it's a sugar high because there's the underlying thing underneath it, which is it's not going to be good. When the markets are not saying highs anymore and they're pulling back, well, what's that game look like for you? Any advisor can feel good in a great market. The question is, can you feel good in a not great market? That is the true test. Okay? So that's all I have for you this episode. I know it's random, just stuff I want to get off my chest, out of my head. Um, if you have any questions, please feel free to uh, make comments, forward this to friends, family, colleagues, coworkers, whatever you like to do. And uh, if any of this made sense, and hopefully some of it did for some of you, uh, come join me inside of Magellan Network and uh, let's have a conversation about making you the best version of you. I came up with this new tagline, by the way, real quick. And we talked about this with my marketing team. You know, somebody said, well, Joe, you know, what are you really good at? I said, somebody asked me, Joe, what are you really good at? I said, I'm really good at becoming an expert in my clients' dreams, goals, visions, and ambitions. That's what I'm expert at. I serve my clients. Their success is my success, period. End of story. Whether it's a personal relationship or it's a group game inside of Magellan Network, it's irrelevant. I exist to serve my clients. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching this episode of the Magellan Network Show. See you all very soon. Thank you for watching or listening to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. Hey, if any of this resonated with you, I invite you to come to MagellanNetwork.net and we have a powerful group coaching community of like-minded advisors. Come in for a trial. You and I will have a one-on-one conversation. Let's see if I can help elevate your game both personally and professionally.